Welcome to Around Kansas. I'm Deb Goodrich. And I'm Michelle Martin. And today is Wildlife Wednesday. And my background is Cheyenne Bottoms, but it's not a photograph. It is a painting by my very dear friend, Lois Van Lu, who is just one of the most talented ladies that I know. And of course, Cheyenne Bottoms gets photographs galore. And those were tough to choose from, so I just decided to use Lois's lovely painting. And today, my backdrop is a photograph I took uh, in the winter on the Red Buffalo Ranch in Chautauqua County. Of course, the Red Buffalo is owned by veteran broadcaster and Kansan Bill Curtis. And I was out hiking. And of course, in the winter, uh, you can watch uh, birds migrating and moving uh, to different areas. And this was part of the high ground on the ranch. And it was a great place to sit and watch the sky and all the creatures that use it for transport. So bird hunting and bird watching are both really big activities in Kansas. So today we thought we'd talk a little bit about the bird migration. And I have to tell you, growing up, I was a little confused about bird migration because as a child, my uh, friend Arlie Snyder, who lived, I lived just across the Virginia line, just north of the Virginia line, and he lived a few miles south of that line in North Carolina, around Lexington, North Carolina, which I don't know as the crow flies, might be 100 miles, I'm not sure. Back then it took a couple of hours, now it's only an hour or so to get there. But when I was a little girl and we would go visit, Arlie told me that when our birds flew south in the winter, they came to Lexington. And I believed that much longer than I should have believed that. I thought that their migration, you know, was pack a bag and, and spend an hour or two getting down to Lexington, you know, it was nothing. And I probably really didn't understand more about bird migration. I mean, we'd see geese flying over every now and then, but I probably didn't really understand it till I came to Kansas and the great numbers of birds that fly over Kansas. A, apparently, we have an airway superhighway above the state of Kansas. You know, Deb, uh, when I was growing up in Michigan, one of my dad's closest and best friends from childhood, um, who we affectionately call Uncle Ray, uh, actually is an ornithologist. And so when I was growing up, one of the ways we learned about bird migration was through a bird banding program that he ran. And awesome. um, on our property and around our property, we had uh, boxes, uh, and this was uh, for bluebirds in particular. And I can remember going out with Uncle Ray and holding the clipboard while we would go from box to box to see how many babies were in the nest, if the moms were in the nest. Um, and then he would take the babies and band them because then they would track the babies over time. And then they would compile the data to see where they were going. Um, so I learned a little more about bird migration from that hands-on experience, but also having my grandpa Roy, who was a hunter, knowing when hunting season started, you knew when the birds were gonna start moving. And so uh, my grandpa, whenever you would see that familiar V pattern of geese 
flying overhead. Uh, he would get twitchy fingers. He would get twitchy trigger finger. You know, he'd he'd say, "Where's my where's my shotgun? Where's my shotgun?" And so, uh, and I noticed that when I moved when I moved to Kansas, especially living in Bourbon County, you could go outside of Fort Scott, um, head west, and be out in the country. And in the fall, literally just sit for hours, and you could watch the birds moving south. Well, we um, seriously are in in the middle of the country. You know, the uh, bodies of water are not that frequent on the Great Plains, but we have some incredible marshy land that is so important to the bird population. And Cheyenne Bottoms is one of those. And Cheyenne Bottoms is just one of the coolest places I've ever seen in my life. And apparently the word got out pretty quickly for the birds flying over the central United States that this was a good place to stop. So you can ride through Cheyenne Bottoms or you can stop. They've got a lot of overlooks where you can stop. They've got walkways, stay on the walkway so you don't bother the habitat, but they've got walkways where you can go out and observe the birds. And you just might see anything. Like we said, you know, the geese, snow geese coming through, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not just the normal Canadian geese and those things, but the snow geese, which are gorgeous, pelicans. Um, it's just unreal. And of course, the, the cranes and yes. um, many of those other birds that um, may have become, become a little more common because we've got all that, that great marshland. Then Kerwin Reservoir is another place that um, attracts a lot of birds on the migration. So we're really fortunate to have those places. And I know that southeastern Kansas has some low marshy land too. I think you've even got cypress trees down there. Yeah, the habitat diversity in southeastern Kansas and, and the eastern part of the state, I mean, You've got the areas that are rolling and wooded and hilly. You've got swamps, you've got creeks, you've got rivers and streams, you've got ponds and lakes. You've got a little bit of everything. And right outside of Independence, Kansas, they've got, um, I believe it's Elk Elk Lake or Elk mm-hmm. State Park. Um, you can see all kinds of birds there. So yeah, it's amazing the diversity of habitat available for migrating birds in Kansas. Of course, that also makes it a great place for hunters to come, as we talked about turkey season uh, not too long ago, and uh, definitely um, it makes it a great place for hunters to come. But you're right, Um, and in particular, the cranes um, are seen more often uh, flying in, stopping, resting. My good friend Carrie West, um, she travels a great deal for her work around the state of Kansas and she was driving along and all of a sudden there was a field and there were cranes in the field and so she got out her stopped and got out her cell phone and took some photos and you know um there are some parts of the country where we don't see that Um, right I live in Arizona our bird migrations are different they don't happen quite the same time because of the climate and they don't seem as noticeable we don't see those great big flying V formations of geese and other things coming through here the same way. So I miss that. Um, I miss hearing that sound, actually. I miss hearing them. I miss seeing them. So Kansas is really blessed with, I think, a good landscape and a good climate 
gives those birds a great place to rest when they're making their way south. We're, we're a good rest stop. We are a great rest stop, whether you're a, a two-footed human being or a bird flying over. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Western Kansas Wildlife Travel Center right here in my hometown of Oakley, Kansas. We're the front door of Western Kansas located on three main highways, I-70, US-83, and US-40. And all those roads lead to history, beautiful scenery, and adventure no matter which direction you go. We now have an IHOP brand that you've trusted up and down the road in all your travels is staffed with local folks, real people, just like you and me, and we're waiting on you to join us. So for fun, adventure, fuel up, fuel your body, and let's have some fun. Howdy. I'm Seth Hayes, and welcome to my hometown from then to now. Council Grove has a rich history as deep as the prairie tall grass. Spend the day visiting 25 historic sites or explore the unique shops and restaurants or mosey out of town along the Santa Fe Trail. Y'all visit my hometown, Council Grove, in the heart of the Flint Hills. Welcome back. And Michelle, you have another great place to, to look at birds. Yeah, Deb. Um, in my travels throughout Kansas, I've been to Cheyenne Bottoms, and you're right, it is amazing. But also, the Quivira Refuge is also fantastic. I had the opportunity, while again, while working on Kansas Sports and Bases, driving all over the state of Kansas. Um, I did a lot of stopping off to enjoy the natural scenery of Kansas and Quivira was one of them. I was able to drive out, again, stay on the roads, uh, stay on the paths, don't veer off them because we don't want to damage any habitat. And it was fantastic. Uh, you know, cranes, herons, all other kinds of water birds, uh, different kinds of ducks and geese and all of their different species. It was fantastic. Uh, and it really uh, shows you how important Kansas is as a stop for these birds at different points in their migratory patterns and just how important our landscape is. You know, uh, I was just reading Wild Bird Magazine a few years ago, ranked the central wetlands of Kansas as number eight and 15 of the best, most significant, um, all the adjectives you can think of, of 15 wetlands in North America. So that shows you how important we are. I got to tell you, Noel and I were driving, um, gosh, it was Highway 18 or Highway 24 a um, few years ago, five or six years ago. And we could see ahead of us this dark, line going across the highway and it's like what is that well as we got closer we realized it was a flock of birds flying over the highway and we looked north and we looked south and there was no end in sight 
in either direction. I have never seen anything like that. So we pull off the road. There was a, um, fortunately somebody's um, uh, farm road was just right there. We pulled off the highway, sat there and watched for 15 or 20 minutes till we got tired of watching and they were still coming. Millions of birds. It was, um, I don't know, maybe uh, a couple of hundred feet above us or might've been a little more than that. And then not that wide, um, maybe, um, I don't know, a couple of hundred yards wide, something like that. It's kind of hard to judge or for me, you know, when you're looking up in the sky, but no end in sight. And you could see the darkness on each horizon, you know, where they were coming from and where they were going. And I have never witnessed anything like that. You know, Deb, um, when I was a little girl, and I mean little, I think I was maybe not even two years old. My dad um, was a science teacher. And he also was an avid birder. And so, of course, having his one of his best friends who was an ornithologist, my dad used to do uh, these yearly bird counts. And one year when we were out, he took me with him. Uh, we were doing bird count. And in Michigan, of course, the birds you're going to see are somewhat different. But in during the bird count, uh, my dad observed and documented an avocet. And what's interesting is in the history of Michigan birding, for a long time, I was the youngest person in the history of Michigan birding to be a part of a bird count and see an avocet. That's cool. So what is an avocet? Um, they are a water bird, um, very, the very tall, thin legs, a white, kind of a white and cream colored body with a very long bill. Um, so, you know, there we were. And I really don't remember seeing the Avocet, but later on when I was older, um, Uncle Ray reminded me that I was the youngest person in Michigan birding history on a bird count to see an Avocet. But we went quite often to different places where we knew birds were either migrating or where they were nesting for periods of time and did a lot of bird watching. And so one thing that's fantastic across the country are local chapters of the Audubon Society. Um, the Audubon bird books are some of the best and they have them by region uh, of the country. And so I can remember growing up with Audubon bird books all over our house, um, being able to identify birds, not only by sight, but by sound, their songs. And so, one thing our viewers can do to enjoy and learn about Kansas bird migrations, and we have different birds migrating at different times of the year, is to look for your local Audubon chapter and go on an organized bird walk. They have their expert birders, they organize them, you go out with them, take your binoculars, take your camera, uh, go out with other folks who are interested, and then you get to learn a lot more about the birds, the habitat they need and their activities. So yeah, look up those Audubon chapters, folks. Another thing um, would be the universities because I know K-State yes. has some outreach and some programs. And of course there um, in Lawrence, just you know, south of KU are the Baker wetlands. So yes. 
those are a pretty important habitat too. We just have them all over the place. And I think I'm trying to remember there at Clinton Lake, they organize um, some bird identification activities too. So chances are something is going on in your neighborhood or not too far from you that you could take advantage of. And you know, one of the reasons we've talked about the wetlands, but of course, one of the reasons that birds love to stop in Kansas are the fallow fields, you know, after the wheat and corn yes. and other grains have been harvested, oh, there's yeah. still a lot on the ground for them to feast on. So that's why you'll drive by those um, fields that have been cut down and, and the birds are just gorging themselves on, on what was left behind. So again, that makes for prime hunting ground when the season comes in. Don't forget to visit Kansas Department of Wildlife, Parks and Tourism to check on hunting season and the requirements, you know, the license requirements and where you can pick those up and, and all those good things. And you know, Deb, our history even has connections to birds. If you think about uh, the territorial period, the Meredicine Massacre in 1858, Meredicine is the marsh of the swans. And if you are heading on Highway 69 from the Kansas City area south and you get into Lynn County, before you turn off uh, to head east toward the Meredicine Massacre site, you actually go through that lowland, yes. that mm -hmm. marshy area. And it is not uncommon to see different groups of migratory birds there just along that stretch of um, Highway 69. And that was always when I would go from Fort Scott to Kansas City and back, that area was always one of my favorite to drive through. Uh, because it felt very timeless and you could see an abundance of wild birds of different kinds enjoying that marshland along the high, along the road. It's really pretty, really a pretty area. So no matter where you're going around Kansas, there's something pretty, there's something interesting, there's something historic. That's for sure, definitely. I'm Deb Goodrich and we'll see you next time. We're, we'll be back on Friday with Fun Days Friday where we'll give you some uh, ideas about places you can visit and things that you can do. And of course, we'll be back Monday with Discovering History with Deb and Michelle, but you can watch anytime you want to because we are on demand. We are here for you people. So I'm Deb Goodrich. I'm Michelle Martin. And we will see you somewhere Around, around Kansas. Kansas. Okay, looks like it's time for our tour. Welcome to the Fort Wallace Museum. Here at the museum, you're gonna find some really interesting stuff like our replica stagecoach from the Butterfield Overland Dispatch. We've got facades from the fort buildings. We've got an 1870s flag. There's a plesiosaur that was discovered locally. We've got the Ray Pump Organ Collection. We're a little bit place with a great big story and we'd love to have you. In 1821, a trade route was opened from Missouri in the United States across prairies and mountains to Mexico. In 2021, we will mark 200 years of epic conflicts and grand adventures, larger than life personalities and sweeping landscapes. Join us on an historic journey. The Santa Fe Trail lives on. Find us on social media or santafetrail.org.